Please follow us on Instagram at Masband Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. I love it. So yeah, let's just get it going. Welcome to the process of creating. Um, please introduce yourself and let the listeners know who and what you do. Hi, um, my name is Gazo, and I have a brand uh, called Gazzy by Gazzo. And that's really, I just see, but you know, the, the Instagram handle is Gazzy by Gazzo. Um, Gazzy is a nickname of mine that my friends call me. So they've always called me that. Um, so that's why I named my company after that. And it's a eighties and nineties printed, you know, custom. I make all the custom prints athleisure wear company. Um, leisure meaning like athletic and leisure. It crosses between both the worlds. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's something that I do. I do. So I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm a massage therapist. So I have a multitude of um, outlets. But yeah, this is my my business. That I've been really honing in on. Mm-hmm. So awesome! Yeah. You're an all rounder. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so let's start off with a fun one. Okay. Um, there's a zombie apocalypse upon us. Mm-hmm. Who are three people you would want on your team? Um, so The Rock, I would have to say, for strength. Um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez for intelligence. She's uh, you know, she's a representative. She's a US representative and she's just a complete like can I swear I forgot, I forgot yeah. to ask that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's just and she's super smart and she just is like everything I look for in like a leader mm-hmm. um so yeah uh she also goes by AOC if you ever if you, I don't know if you know her but if you ever want to check just what she's up to that's like her nickname and she okay. and then Falcor uh from the never because we want to be off the ground is what I'm thinking with all the zombies we're gonna need to get some you know we need to be above and uh putting out fires and getting zap to the top so yeah, yeah i love it i love mm-hmm. it yep honestly i remember my art teacher when i was in year 10 she was she wrote in my um yearbook to um tell her hi i'm still here yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like engaged i'm engaged in this i love it yeah <laughs> thank you she was like um dear Greta, in the in the event of a zombie apocalypse which will be coming soon this is like <laughs> 10 years ago my she was like remember climb stairs because zombies cannot climb stairs oh wow <laughs> so, like, she wrote that in your now. yearbook yeah <laughs> see that's what that was my first that was... yeah i need to get like off the ground above <laughs> yeah just find yeah. stairs because apparently zombies <laughs> lose the ability to climb stairs <laughs> I don't know why, but that's like one piece of advice I've carried my whole life. Now. They're busy, you know. <laughs> and we can take it as a metaphor too. It's like, you know, when they when they go low, you go high. You right? go high. Exactly. Yeah. Like yes. Michelle Michelle Obama says. Yep. You know? so, right. My art teacher yeah. is like climb stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well that's great. You know, it's one version of it. This one version. Right, Megan. So you say you own a brand that is um inspired uh, by the 80s and the 90s and is an athleisure brat. First of all, I love that. I love athleisure. 
I love leggings. I feel like everybody should just wear leggings. I know. Down, down with denim. Totally. With leggings. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how, when did you discover you wanted to pursue design and fashion? Um, is it something that you've always wanted to do? Or is that basically, um, so I'm just going to be com- consider what I do to be fashion. Um, we, we can keep digging into it as fashion all, all you know which is totally great um, mm-hmm. I just like I just look at it at it as like wearable art mm-hmm. um, and I just have always been really inspired by what is called the Memphis art movement um, I just say 80s and 90s aesthetic because that simplifies it but like the art the Memphis art movement is a movement that started in Italy in the 1980s uh, it lasted about 15 years and it was founded by Edouard Sotsas. I can never say his last name. Sotsas was the founder of it, but I'm Italian too. is 100% Italian. So it just, it's funny that it's an Italian movement. It's not from Tennessee. It's Memphis because the song Memphis was playing during the commencement of it. Nice. But I just love like confetti. I love, it just makes me, I think it's because I'm an 80s baby and that nostalgia Mm -hmm. brings me back to a place that felt more free, Mm -hmm. um, that makes me feel playful, that reminds me of like a time and a place that I have like a soft spot in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that does, it does that for other people too. When they see it, they're, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're, uh, they're driven by nostalgia and it makes them feel like comforted. Yeah. Um, so that was a drive for me was to create feeling for people that makes them feel safe and seen. Um, and that's just really my whole drive. I, I decided to do it because I go to Burning Man every year. I've been going for 15 years and mm-hmm. I always want to wear a onesie because mm-hmm. it's, think about it, throw a onesie on, you feel like a superhero when you yeah. put it on and yeah. then you can, and it's like, but I could never find so I decided yeah. to just design my own and then and then bring in my favorite aesthetic to create them. So mm. that's where it came from. That's where it came from. Okay. Does your um, love for com- comedy and um, all of that also play a factor into it, into your, your design process? Yeah. So I initially started doing this business to support my comedy career. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to make money being a comedian. Uh, I just wanted to do it because I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I, I first started Gap was really just so I could do, you know, not have a job that I, that I hated and that I didn't want to go to, um, uh, all parts of my life to be something I love. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I know that this, that I look for all the time that it's not available. Mm-hmm. I just want cozy, fun things that look cute, that are no brainers to toss on. I'm not a person that likes to think too much about yeah um that type of thing i just want to i want to go life is full of things to explore and mysteries and and i just see life as this uh gift that keeps on opening and i want to just throw something on not think about and get out there so that's why i did that yeah nice i love that so um for somebody who isn't aware of gazi the brand um or even the universe that is gazi yeah what would what, how would you describe it to someone who's looking to, to kind of venture into whatever it is that you you do? Yeah, 
I would say that my brand style is bold. It's on unapologetic. Um, it's fun. It's free. It's cozy. My universe is all about healing people and myself. Mm-hmm. And my brand, I really want people when they wear it to feel it's okay to stand out and be bold and be yeah. unique and not to su- subscribe to uh, what wants you to fit into a box. I want people to feel that it's okay to not be part of the status quo and just to like live your damn life however you want to. And so that's what I uh, infuse into my brand. Yeah. Oh, I love that. that. That's really authentic. I really love that. Thank um, you. So let's talk about your first step into designing or even getting your um, product made. How? What's the first box you tick? You make sure it's ticked and and then what's the next step after that? Do you have a mood board or are you a sketchbook person? Or are you like, now I'm going to walk around, take pictures? Or do you take it from memory? Like you said, you're a child of the 80s. So a lot of it is about you know what you remember and trying to time capsule that how 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 does the gazi world get made yeah so basically i i i don't use a lot of i don't use let me let me think here i basically i do a lot of i see from vintage clothing you know i'll look at i i only really shop vintage Mm-hmm. Can you still hear me? Because I just moved parts of the house. Is this better? Yeah. Is this okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as far as my go, like I really, it's crazy. I do a lot of meditation and I'll close my eyes and I'll see designs in my head. And then I'll see, you know, I'll have dreams about designs or I'll just see somebody walking down the street and I'll see like that they're wearing or like I'll see a bike um, and I'm just like always looking around me in my world and my day-to-day act and I just draw inspiration from that um, mm-hmm. just things I'm seeing in the world basically mm-hmm. so you know I like to go on Pinterest and I've gotten to the point where I used to mood board really hard in my mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. um, and then you know Pinterest kind of it it um, it it curates based on what you've searched so i've been searching you know i was searching on pinterest a lot mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the times it's um set designs that i look to mm-hmm. um for inspiration because there's so many cool set designs out there mm-hmm. for different photo shoots and things like that mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's basically and then of course i have the foundation of the memphis art that's like point mm-hmm. so i go from there Nice. I love that. Um, so let's go into um, what what kind of what advice or what have you learned that is non-creative, but has kind of you know been so valuable. You actually use it in your creative process, be it um, when you're creating for Gazi or when you're creating for your comedy, like you know. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, my biggest lesson in this life is patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm really into wordplay and idioms and old sayings, mm-hmm. you know, um, that kind of lessons. I just hold those. I keep those sayings with me. One of the sayings is, uh, if you, those who are impatient wait twice. 
mm-hmm. which I found anytime I'm impatient and I try to rush something or I push something like a flower to, you know, it's like a flower bloom before it's ready. It ends up um, backtracking me somehow and leading me back to the back of the line again. And so I just try to, when I'm feeling that friction inside me to be impatient, to be patient. And then also I love the saying, uh, if you want to go sledding, you also must like to drag the sled up, the- which mm-hmm. is like, if you want the benefit of things, you have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And lately my, my biggest lesson right now, in, in addition to patience is like, you're going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to, um, you have to be willing to mess up mm-hmm. and you're never going to, you're not always going to be good and right. I think as a brain, uh, especially with the times we're living and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. there's a lot of social pressure to, you know, to say everything right and do everything right. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, is it's just me. I'm one woman. And if I want to do, if I want to learn and I want to get better, I'm going to fuck it up and I'm going to make mistakes and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and being compassionate with myself when I do, instead of being really hard on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. hundred percent. I think there's a lot, there's always a lot of fear when you're doing anything, especially in the creative fields, because we, we, we're like, we overanalyze everything, don't we? Like, mm-hmm. you're always like, oh, is it going to be good enough? Oh, no. But I think you're so right. You, you shouldn't, you should always be ready to be like, I will probably mess this up and I'll mess it up really badly. But at the same time, fuck it. Let me just do it. <laughs> exactly. Because the other shot, the other option isn't an option, which is to not do anything at all. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I think a lot of people get frozen in that. Uh, mm. A lot of people, creatives I know, get really, they don't, they're afraid they're going to do it wrong, so they don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then they're depressed, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Who gives a shit? Just do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because at the same time, like, for you to get to the levels of, like, I don't know, the Picassos and all that you will have had to start from somewhere and nobody is born being great at everything Mm-mm. we're all born with a level of something but to get to be great you have to work at it and you you can't be scared and i don't know about you but with me it's usually the fear of oh my god it's not gonna work fear is like my biggest kryptonite mm. and i scare myself into not doing anything so like yeah what would you say are some of your um shortcomings and like have you had any like rookie mistakes yeah oh god i also want to share a really cool acronym that i've heard i'm such a word person and a saying person just to let you know if you haven't caught on but it helps me a lot but fear is an acronym for false emotions appearing real so fear is you know i've been studying a lot of like the subconscious and there is part of us, this child part of us, the subconscious brain, which takes up like 90% of our thoughts, 90% that we think is subconscious, 10% is conscious. So that part of us is like trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us from, you know, making mistakes and from, because we don't want to be, we want to protect ourselves, right? So constantly having to push yourself beyond that is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's where you know you grow so but it's hard to push yourself there um but yeah made i've made a million 
and I'm always making them, you know, I just like making con, you know, you have to be really clear with contracts with, with different people. You have to be very clear up front is the biggest thing mm-hmm. making sure you're on the exact same page with somebody mm-hmm. and being really clear and not leaving any gray area for like misunderstandings you know so now just everything I do I make a contract no matter what no matter who I work with just so that like it's an emotional it's an emotional contract too it's like okay you feel good here, I feel good mm-hmm. these are my boundaries these are my needs these are my boundaries these are my needs mm-hmm. and that creates like the most beautiful thing because you've been up front if you're not up front about things if you're if you're assuming things are going to go a certain way just in your head um it leaves a lot of room for error so i think just being really clear really up front and not being afraid to like say exactly what it is what you want um you know i made i made i chose like fabric that wasn't strong enough in the beginning my prints were getting cut off because i didn't know how to do any of it i like didn't know who to work with i didn't know what to, i just like I was just scrambling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in I know you say you you don't like calling it fashion, which I love that. I love like how a lot of brands these days, like that are not like you know big, 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 big names. You can't, yeah, you can't justify, you can't label them as fashion because that is actually not fair in them. You know, a lot of people do put a lot more passion than just a a sea of random designers. And you pick it's it's part of your identity um but a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot that goes into having a brand it's literally like rearing a child <laughs> mm. you know like oh, yeah. finding a manufacturer that you know is going to stick to the times and it, and it, you can you can actually communicate with them is one of those things that nobody ever teaches you how to deal with that like I feel yeah. like I, and like picking the right fabrics because we, we all have an idea of what athleisure is but really and truly when you get down to the nitty gritty the actual right fabrics for the right type of you know um, pant or sports bra or top that can be uh, a morning jog into an afternoon brunch type situation is very hard to kind of find a, a fabric if you don't know what you're doing so I can only imagine like how you've kind of gone through all those ups and downs and you probably yeah. can yeah you can probably write a whole book <laughs> on the on the on those ups and downs. Um so does your own personal style dictate how a collection or um uh, a look you create will come out looking or is it very much to the Memphis art movement. Can you elaborate? Like, do you mean like the way I dress? Just yeah. My, your um, own personal, like does Megan Gazzo, can you see her in your work? Yeah. Megan the comedian, can you see her in your work? Or are you three separate people? Oh yeah, no, this Made is all something, this is all something that I think that really ha- you realize um, when you have a brand is that you in a package like it's basically an extension of who you are so like I, I feel like a brand is you get the feeling of the person in the brand so I am my brand basically I'm confused like this is exactly me like I am 
bold, I am wild, I'm unique, I'm like, I'm a wild woman. Like you ask, <laughs> like, you know, like people are always like, you are literally the most wild person I've ever met in my life. Like, I just, I'm just, I'm just going for it. And so, um, yeah, I just think that my personal is just that. It's like, it's being unapologetically yourself. And that's something I just firmly stand behind and believe in. I think no matter who you are, I think that you should be and not and not try to like, you know, derive from that. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're inspired by people. We're inspired by things around us. But yeah, my personal style is just like bold, bold and uh, authentic and loud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, nice. Um, according to you, do you think there's a, like any specific skills you need? in any in in making you know clothing or or is it a case of no just just do it you'll figure it out or do you think, think it would be a little bit easier if you actually went and learned those skills first i think the best way to learn anything is just from experience and mm-hmm. from hands-on uh some people are more learner you know they learn better by learning the technique and but I literally knew nothing about any of this. And I just had confidence and I had a desire mm-hmm. and ambition. And I think more than anything in life is what towards your goal to accomplishing your goals is just having the drive and the passion um, to get it, you know, to, to go for it and know that you're going to get and you just got to keep going. You just got to keep getting up and pit, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but again and again and again. Um, I think that persistence is is actually the skill need. Skills, as you would call it, I think would yeah. would really would really give you. Uh, you just got to have that in order to get what you want and you'll learn and I think a lot of people especially adults we get afraid to ask questions because we're we don't want to look we don't want to look uh like we don't know mm-hmm. and I think that's what actually hardens us um and I wasn't afraid to ask questions you know mm-hmm. and you'll find once you start asking questions people want to give you the answers they want to tell you they want to guide you um and so I asked a ton of questions to a ton of people and I put myself in the situation to learn. And so that's, I think anybody can, can succeed that way. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you have a team with you or are you a lone wolf now? Um, yeah, so. No, no, you... carry on. Oh, um, so I have stitchers. You know, I have people that I have an ethical, small company or like small group of women that work with me that um that stitch my but I also have my friend um little Miffy named she's she's kind of my little guide I really want to hire her as an actual employee but other than that I don't have any Mm -hmm. I just do everything myself the marketing uh you know I work with other artists to make but uh and collaborations and things like that but I'm doing all of everything so yeah yeah oh wow i really really want a team i really want and it's funny because i'll get emails from people that think i'm this huge company you know they'll write me this email that's like i can't believe you don't offer this and that this isn't and i'm like i'm like you know what i'm like 
right now. This is my new thing. I'm like, like, hey, babe, it's just me. Hi, yeah. uh, Megan Gazzo over here. Uh, you know, and they're like, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, I, it's it's <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot. Disappointed, but it's just me. <laughs> Wizard of Oz here. <laughs> I love pull back yeah, the and curtain, then, and, it's just and, and then we we create a connection, and they get it. You know, yeah. it's like and they're like oh I'm like yeah it's a lot like I basically you know I put all my money into it I and I just keep and it's a lot it's a lot to take on um but yeah I want to do everything obviously I want to do it all I want gazzy printed bed covers and sleeping bags and everything but over here so I don't know (laughs) and it takes time to get to the point where you know you you're like a whole a well-oiled machine with different parts to it like you got to start somewhere by yourself and slowly but surely you'll get there because your brand is yeah i would love a team because i'm i'm i get lonely you know (laughs) it gets lonely doing it all on your own and i would love a team for sure manifesting it yeah yeah you have to you have to um so you you spoke a bit about like you collaborate with other artists. Um, how how does that work out for you? How do you keep your your loud, brilliant brand identity and your own personal voice when you're collaborating with other artists? You know, creators yeah. and egos are like white on rice. <laughs> <laughs> and your feelings can get hurt easily because you said you didn't like that color. so it's like sort of like how how have you kind of what are the skills that you've learned to kind of you know stay true to you but still you know co co coexist and co collaborate nicely yeah so i normally i normally do the reaching out for the collaborations Mm -hmm. um and my which is just something that i've always believed in which is uh the collaboration is the intention so both of us can uplift each other mm-hmm. and to work together with and, you know, uh, bounce ideas off each other and come to a common point and then to expand our network so that mm-hmm. their network can be aware of me and my network can be aware of them. And we can, that way we can uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see everybody succeed. Mm-hmm. I want us all to be to go up together. I'm in competition. I'm into collaboration and community. Um, so yeah, that's my whole thing. So when I'm working with people, a lot of the times I'm like, hey, um, I love your work. This is an idea of mine. What do you think? And then we kind of like tweak it and then and come to a common agreement, mm-hmm. make a contract and then put it out there and then boom. So Bob's yeah. your uncle. Here's your collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, are you currently reading anything interesting or watching anything? Yeah. Um, a lot of um, reading. You know, I'm reading The New Jim Crow. I'm doing a lot of reading on anti-racism um, and really trying to be, you know, I'm taking a lot of shops from Rachel Ricketts, who's incredible on how to be anti-racist and diving into that so that I can act as a proper ally, as a, you know, as an ally, 
mm-hmm. and understand just understand and be an understanding and it's an everyday it's an everyday work and I'm centuries late and I'm here to learn and I'm here to I'm here to listen and so yeah that's a big part of my reading and listening right now um another book I'm reading is dumb things white people say <laughs> so yeah you know um yeah just trying to do just do the work every day and then I'm also listening to uh Pema Cole Buddhist readings and texts um I'm li- li- listening to when things fall apart just how to stay balanced and how to detach from you know just when things get rocky and the world that we're living in right now uh, is so wild that just how to stay balanced and how to stay uh just positive and but you know but aware and so yeah buddhist a lot of buddhist texts bring me through that yeah no. yeah i mean yeah we've got to stay balanced this this world's going nuts isn't it like oh every day yeah. something new every day i know but- you don't say out loud this couldn't get worse because uh it could i tell you because it's been proven exactly I've, I've actually given up saying tomorrow's going to be better in 2020 because i'm just like you know what bring it on because at this point <laughs> I, I just don't know i, I, I can't i, I cannot I but i also that this is all stuff that has been that needs dealt with like we've heard the word crisis so many times in our in our lifetime the word crisis shouldn't be something that we that it, like environmental crisis health mm. crisis mm. you know social justice crisis like mm. there's you know the like there's all these things that are we're at a tipping point and i think that it's actually a blessing in disguise because we need to, these are all things that have been needing to be dealt with and need to be worked through and healed and it's just that it's all coming at once and so mm. it feels like a lot um and we i just feel like we don't have we we need a lot of leaders and guides right now mm. that because that's what's going to help us get through so you know we'll get there yeah we'll get there okay we'll be- <laughs> um so you are you said you live in portland oregon but you're currently in nevada to be with your dad because you know there's fire it's like i don't know pits of hell down there and then <laughs> and how did it even start like i don't you know what? This is not oh. a climate change thing, but I'm just like, at this point, oh. recycle, do something, anything, but let's not pretend it's not real. <laughs> you know? I know. Oh. It's just, yeah. yeah. But I'm so sorry that you guys, you know, you guys are basically having to run away from your homes. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, oh, yeah, anyway, like I said, it's, it's not, it's not a political or a, a global warming <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. Those are let's put those aside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Hard, but, it's hard these days to remember the line, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, let's put that aside for now. On the shelf. Like yeah, yeah. shelf it. Um but like w- your brand, your style, everything, is it suited for your location? Um, do you find it a bit easier to kinda, you know, find your market? Uh, or well, really and truly that's like you know the traditional way of thinking about it find your market where you live because we've got online so you, you may be based in the middle of Zimbabwe but really you're selling to somebody in Nevada <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but yeah. then, um, 
when we could go outside and we could basically live a normal life, how did you navigate getting your brand out there physically as well mm. as being online? And I know you said you do everything yourself and wow, like I'm finding it hard doing like online marketing and I don't even get algorithms and all of that. So right. how 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 does it work for you? How have you kind of, you know, balanced everything? So basically my whole, my whole mar- marketing strategy from I've never paid for ads. I never did any of that. Um, mm-hmm. It's all been to direct to consumer. I'm just, it's always been seek out people that are cool and then send them stuff and ask them to wear it and tag me. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, that's what I've done. Um, you know, the, that was before the days of well, wanting to get paid big money to, to post a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would reach out to there's these girls in Australia. They have this really cool workout thing called Retro Sweat. Mm-hmm. They're amazing women. They're beautiful, awesome women. They're just so fun and cool. And I sent them some of my stuff and they wore it on the Australian Morning News channel. And awesome. yeah, and that was like such a beautiful thing for me. I just loved it. And, um, and I would I'd go, you know, I go to festivals a lot and mm-hmm. I would sell my stuff. I built my little cart. And I would like wheel it around and sell my stuff. And I got it on some, just some cool people that are doing cool stuff. Like Matt Gandhi is MIA's, was MIA's drummer. She bought one of my onesies at this festival called Lightning in a Bottle. Mm-hmm. And then she wore it on Nasty Gal or wore it for like a Nasty Gal interview. And so just like through, you know, through meeting cool people and me being like, hey, I'll gift you this if you take a picture. How's that mm-hmm. go? Um, that's how I've been doing all my marketing. Nice. I love that. Like, yeah. well, remember back in the day when you could actually send people stuff and not have to like pay exorbitant prices? Throwback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool people out there that are down still, yeah. you know? It's just, yeah, I mean, like, like again, I said, I'm just a woman, like, very small business that's, like, still getting going so for me just as long as it feels good for other people like hey can you wear this and they'd be like oh my god I love your stuff I would absolutely love to do that those are the only type of people that I that I work with you know yeah. absolutely I love your stuff please um so yeah yeah are there any projects like that you've like noticed um any new creatives that are out that you're like oh yes mm. you know you keeping your eye out or are you the kind of person who's like no I'm, when you're in creative mode you're like no 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 I don't want to you know be inspired by somebody else's work because then I'm kind of plagiarizing yeah yeah I think that I don't really look to other people's work mm. to inspire me as much um, I, I'm inspired by other people and their work mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think that a big part of me is to stay in my own lane and pull from again uh, a lot of vintage and nostalgics and that, like just places that feel good for me to pull from um, but of the brand the Oaf a lot uh, it's I, I think it's a UK brand actually um, love them like I love their aesthetic I love so if I were to like pick somebody that inspires me as another brand mm-hmm. I would say that them um, and again, like if I find an artist that inspires me, 
I normally reach out and I want to collaborate. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be collaborating with a Spanish artist. Uh, her name is Maria. Uh, I have a really hard time saying her name, but it's Socas, uh, Maria Socas. And she's, we're going to be collaborating on a design. Another girl named Hannah from the UK. We're going to, so yeah, if I see somebody's art that I love, I normally reach out and say, hey, yeah, we love to collaborate. Nice. So yeah. The best way to do it, isn't it, these days? Um, social media, like you said, you, you're doing it, you're a bit of um, reading on social justice and just how to be, and you do your meditating and everything else. Mental wellness is so very important. And it's, I believe for creatives, it should be on your top, top of your list. You mm-hmm. have to check your mind. Are you okay? Is the sky really blue? If you're seeing it as a different color, go take a nap because it's, you're probably having a breakdown. Um, <laughs> but like, what are the things that you do um, other than meditating and, you know, searching for balance? Um, how do you deal with, like, you know, critics on social? Do you even pay attention to them? Um, or are you just a swipe left and <laughs> delete? Or are you a me, Greta, who I will go on a trolling situation for a solid hour trying to disprove your your point and then I'll realise what am I doing? And then I'll just be like, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. And then move on with my life while staying like replying to every single point that oh. I've done. And I'm like, I've moved on now, bye. <laughs> and so it's like, gotten so it's gotten so intense, you know, um on social media lately. Yeah, there's a lot of schoolyard bullying going on, it looks like. Um, just from outside, looking at other people, how they respond to each other and talk to each other. And like, guys, the whole reason we have to join together mm. and we have to like hear each other. Mm. And perspectives, there's trillions of perspectives. Any given, I could look at a painting and there, you know, there's like probably a trillion look at that painting from a trillion different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I am a very person. And I have a huge heart, mm-hmm. and I want to. So it gets me in trouble. Um, <laughs> so when somebody's upset or something, um, it breaks my heart. And I basically, to be, I'm just being completely honest. I just I I get really heartbroken. I really want to mend it. I really want to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me, but I'm learning. My best friend was like, you're not, you haven't made it till you have haters, you know, mm-hmm. it's this old thing. And I'm like, what? Really? Cause I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I just want everybody to love everybody. And so, but that's like, can be ignorant, I guess. Not ever. And it's like, ask yourself, do you like everybody? Yeah. No. Okay. So why do you expect everyone to like you? Um, but yeah, how I deal with it is I normally, that my thing is, Hey, I would lo- love to hear your perspective. Mm-hmm. Can we FaceTime? Now, nine, nine out of ten times, that person isn't willing to actually have a conversation. They just want to send messages to people that are hurtful yeah. without, without ever actually confronting it. Exactly. Because I'm coming and I'm saying, hey, I really, from a loving place, I would love to hear your perspective. Mm. You have time to talk. I'm here for it. I want to, you know, and they'll be like, um, um. Uh, and I've had a few conversations that way and they've turned out great Yeah. because it's like I'm not gonna I'm not here to be right okay mm-hmm. I'm here to hear you and you hear me 
and then we we get on a level of like okay mm. all right so that's really where i'm at with it um i actually took two weeks into the desert by myself because mm. i just needed from social media altogether mm. and i just went to the desert by myself and i literally set up a tent in the middle of nowhere mm. for, and it was amazing it was the best time of my life i i was just like completely nothingness just mm. reset because i know that as a brand too however you feel is how your brand is going to feel if you're feeling exhausted depleted short fused people are going to feel that so mm-hmm. yeah self-care is essential like you were saying a hundred percent yeah sometimes it's not everyday whatsapp or everyday instagram sometimes just turn it off <laughs> just, just turn it off and, and you'll be fine because when you get back on there it'll still be there you know what that's funny i just realized that the other day i'm actually just not look at it whoa <laughs> that, i just this is crazy i didn't realize this yeah it's like it's like oh wow it's still there wow it doesn't like disappear tiktok is still there you can still do that weird dance wow shocking <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um you must listen to music as well Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like one song that you just love to the to the point where it's kind of like obsessive and you just have to replay it if it comes on on a playlist? Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the band Krungbin, but um, they have this new album called Mordecai, mm-hmm. and they're just it's a lot of instrumental. It's so beautiful, but this one song, so we won't forget, is my favorite song. I love it endlessly okay um what's a song that at some point in your life you you like you still like it but you just can't you're just like every time it comes on you just say you have to skip it before it gets the 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 main part of the first verse you're like no 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 no." so that song that song by taiga taste uh i listened to it (laughs) i was so obsessed with it that my friends were concerned I listened, I actually listened to it for five straight with a couple of friends of mine once on repeat. And so, and every time my friends see me, they know they're like, that are deep enough. As soon as I walk into the the place, they put it on. Um, but I can't listen to it anymore because I'm like so sick of it. God, yeah. It's now playing in my head. Oh my God, yeah. It's, it's one of those songs, isn't it? Like somebody just has to say Tiger Taste and you already know exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any advice you'd give your younger self? Um, my younger self, I would say, don't let other people determine your worth. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and my best friend always says, you 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 miss a hundred percent of the thoughts you don't take, and that's another one for me. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you have your dinner with? And what would you serve for the main course? Mm. I would say Robert De Niro, mm. uh, Michelle Obama, and Kristen Wiig. So nice. <laughs> and what would I serve? I don't know. I make a an eggplant parmesan, so I'd probably serve that. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I like a good Italian meal. Mm. I'm not good at making them, but I, I, I'm one of those people <laughs> who I, I, I think I can because I just put a bit of tomato in something and I'm like, ta-da, 
<laughs> That'll work, you know? <laughs> little garlic, little tomato. You're good. Everybody's like, listen, no, that's really not it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the message you would love to give your buyers and people who come across your brand, people who come across your comedy, people who just come across you? What's the legacy you would love to leave when it's all said and done? Mm, I would say. I love you. I'm grateful for you. And I do this because it makes you happy. And that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That was nice. Um, lastly, would you play a game of this or that with me? Yes. I don't know how to play, but I'm, I'm sure I can figure it out. Very easy. It's literally <laughs> just a, this or that. Um, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Okay. For sure. Nice. I cannot stress that enough. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Mm, Pepsi. Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are they owned by the same person? I'm pretty I don't sure. Even I'm know. Not, I, don't like, know. I feel like they both taste the same, but like we told that they're different. But I was trying to pick like the more conscious brand, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Comedy or horror? Comedy. Uh, painting or drawing? Drawing. Um, Batman or Superman? Superman. <laughs> and last but not least, pandas or whales? Whales. Nice. Yep, me too. I think pandas are overrated. I'm sorry, controversial statement, but I'm not. <laughs> Do you know that they actually are only fertile one day out of the whole year? Imagine. So they have to have that one day. If they're not feeling it, that's that, you know? <laughs> was like, I stopped being a panda person when I found out <laughs> that a panda literally pre- like did the whole pretending to be pregnant because it could <laughs> get more food. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and I was like, really? You conniving, cute little thing. No, you don't get my love. No. She's sending my though. love to you. That's not you. Yeah, I can't, I can't really be mad at them. No, it's been, <laughs> it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you. Thank you for taking the time. Um, yeah, thank you so much. You're lovely, and I really appreciate this. It's been fun. Thank you. Before you go, let the people know where to find you online. Do you ship to the UK? Because I'm a fan of leggings. I sure do. Um, (laughs) I do all the time, actually. Yeah, there are these, actually these uh, women, everybody glows. They have like a retro kind of exercise. And they're from the UK and they're always getting my stuff. But yeah, I I ship worldwide. Mm -hmm. I'll ship anywhere. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you can find me at um, my is Gazzy by Gazzo. And my website is gazzybygazzo.com. It's been absolutely cool, Megan Gazzo. Have a great rest of your day because it's daytime where you are, right? Yep, it's just about one o'clock. So, yeah. This is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nine o'clock over here. Oh, my goodness. Bedtime over there. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. But now, have a good rest of your day and um, stay safe. 
Okay. Take care, love. Bye. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram at Masabond Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.